Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you again, GR Dad. It's nice to be in the same room talking into the same connected microphones. It has been an extremely long number of days. <laughs> it sure has. It sure has. <laughs> and like, it's been a lot of days, but also it's been an extremely long week. Like, it feels like a month. Yes. Everything that has transpired. Transpired. Seems like a month, let's say, since we last podcasted and all the updates seem like they should fill a month. Yeah. Or longer. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, the cocktail of the week this week is the one night stand, which I like both for the name and the fact that it's got a fuckload of liquor in it. <laughs> <laughs> so the one night stand so, so is... So does the one night stand. It is a shot each of gin vodka tequila light rum coconut rum and peach schnapps oh my god <laughs> you'll die if you drink this whole thing you some guys. high school kid discovered this as they were home alone with their parents liquor cabinet this and then just, it's also what's creative about this it's just like pouring everything together in a big giant bucket they they add in a tablespoon of sour mix a dash of grenadine and a shot of orange juice like why None of that's going to make a difference. It's just a fuckload of booze. Which fraternity invented this? I, I mean, I don't have any history. No. No, it's, I mean. Embarrassing. But I was, I was like, you know, it was served up to me by Pinterest. Like, hey, look at this cocktail, the one night stand. I was like, that's a good name. And I was like, oh, hilarious. There's so much liquor in this. So. Wow. Don't, I mean, I don't recommend making this. I don't think it's going to taste good, but it <laughs> definitely will get you drunk. It has a great name. Ingo and I went out to dinner tonight because we haven't seen each other for a week. And then afterwards, I was like, how about we go get some frozen Irish coffees at Mary Ellen's Bar in Key West? And Ingo's like, great. The story's an emotional roller coaster. So we walk from dinner to Mary Ellen's and uh, we start going in and there's like a older lady sitting outside. Could have been the owner. Could have been a bouncer. Could have been a server. We don't know. It's Key West. So just sitting out there. So we walk past her and she's like, Hang on, hang on. And I was like, oh, you need to check my ID because they were checking IDs a lot during Fantasy Fest. So I hand her my ID and she's like, uh, no, I've got vibrator races going on in the inside. And so we've just got to keep people out until it settles down a little bit in there. We're, we're full. <laughs> For the vibrator like, races. It's so funny. And I, a part of me was like, I was going to be like, could we just go in and get some Irish coffees and bring them back out? We're not going to take up space. But she was so bitchy about it. Like She we, was really put her out by trying to patronize this enter, establishment enter her bar so we just left and then i tried to make some frozen irish coffees and they're fine i mean they're not bad but they're not good i think they're good they're just not the best it's not like what you get from a bar i need a frozen irish coffee machine what you need is to live in dallas at the capital x lounge at the airport <laughs> or new orleans and go to I mean, yes. Aaron oh. Rose. Oh, those are the original. The French Quarter slides. is the original those are so frozen good. Irish coffee. They're so good. <sighs> those are dangerously good. We have invited oh. GR Dog Sitter. We're like, listen, GR Dog Sitter, who lives in Maryland? Uh, if you ever want a week in the Keys, just let us know. We will fly you down. You can stay at the house. Like, you babysit the dogs and we'll pay you. And Ingo and I will finally go on vacation somewhere. We have a list of things we need to do while the dogs are being taken care of. And, like, we we finally, I finally, like, planned for us a little, like, one day away 
you know, in a, in December, but like it would be great to take like a five day vacation and we need somebody who's going to be able to like be here full time with the dogs. Not that, I mean, you know, if she or anybody else were like, they don't have to stay in the house for five days, right? Like you can go like, bring a friend, bring a friend, come stay at the house, like go out at night and just like, don't leave the dogs for more than five hours. Fucking great. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. And we could go to New Orleans and finally our last vacation that we had planned pre-pandemic was to New Orleans. We had it booked, I think, end of March, beginning of April 2020. Yep. And uh, of course it got canceled. But we used to go to New Orleans once or twice a year. It's such a great place to visit. And uh, Aaron Rose in the French Quarter has really great frozen Irish coffee. Oof. And po' boys in the back and killer po boys in the back i think that's a different place but it's connected geographically yeah, you go the into the aaron rose bar go to the back through a little curtain there's an establishment called killer po boys yes. and they make very good po boys uh, they're so good they are killer indeed and so oh. then you get your frozen irish coffee they make you your po boy and then you get your or you do it the other way and get your po boy and then go get your drink yeah it's such a oh, oh i miss that place i know Anyway, all right. Enough being sad. I mean, <laughs> I've... Okay. Uh, oh, I do have a note here uh, from Jared Dad to warn everybody that this is potentially going to be a long podcast because there's so this, much to talk it's about. It's been a month since last week. Oh, my God. All right. You ready for Administrative Corner? Uh, I love Administrative Corner. <laughs> I've been waiting for Administrative Corner in what seems like a month. So we have two items for Administrative Corner. That's what you think. Uh, I have two items. You may add as much as you like. Yes, I have some some business. Oh, good. Um, administrative business. I guess three items. Uh, so a few people who didn't let me know the first time around uh, let me know that they did not receive their Voodoo Challenge medals. So if you also have not received your Voodoo Challenge medal, let me know and I will ship you out another one. Just but like in the immortal words of Voodoo, no. <laughs> Except, yes, I will totally send you one. <laughs> but it's funny that it's But it would be funny to be like, uh, Jen, I didn't get my medal. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> Too bad. Um, I ate it. Ha. <laughs> so somebody anonymously sent us a can of blaster penetrant and lubricant. <laughs> but blaster. No, no. You don't pronounce the apostrophe, <laughs> which is also a typographical error. Uh, we we went to the P.O. box and Dad went to the P.O. box and there was a can of blaster lubricant and penetrant as discussed in the previous few episodes of the it's podcast. so epic and I, and I just got through doing something that I should have used it for to like loosen a, the, the hasp on a, on a lock. And I used yeah. like three in one oil and uh, lots of it, but I could have used the blaster and it would have been penetrating and lubricating <laughs> so we don't know who sent it it didn't say but thank you if that was you uh we appreciate it and we're looking for opportunities to use it i may be spraying it on my knees don't <laughs> tell anyone i mean it penetrates in addition to lubricates well i'm not sticking it into my skin so it has to penetrate through my skin i mean fair enough yeah it's genius it's genius uh, the other item on my administrative corner list in the category of things 5,000 people have sent to Jen this make week. make you go, hmm. <laughs> uh, this week, a bunch of people sent me this social media post about this lady who came into the United States uh, with a gun in her checked luggage hidden inside a raw chicken. 
Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a great picture of like a chicken and they've clearly reached into the corpse of the chicken. I mean, it's like a grocery store chicken. It's not, you know, it's plucked and everything like you'd buy at the store, but a whole chicken. And then inside there's like a plastic bag with a, uh, like a handgun in it. What's up with that? She, I I don't know because the post <laughs> from the TSA was just like riddled with chicken puns. It did not provide a lot of information, but it did provide a fuckload of chicken puns, which like, I, I mean, okay, you guys, but like, I don't actually know, I mean, except you're, that you're not allowed to do if that. If you're trying to avoid suspicion anywhere... Don't use raw chicken. I mean, that's gonna who brings a raw chicken? Can you imagine what TSA oh, must see? It's only a raw chicken. Don't worry. They're like, well, this lady's got a raw chicken. It was in like one of those little foil like lunch bag kind of things. Uh, but it's raw. It wasn't even like a broiled chicken. No, no, it was an uncooked chicken with a gun in the inside. So, thank you to everybody who sent that. It brought me much amusement both the first time and then every other time I saw it because eventually it becomes amusing that everybody thinks of me when they see the gun inside the chicken. <laughs> I, I believe she came in through Miami, so it was a Florida story as well. Yes. It, weird, though. Okay. Uh, do you have any items for Administrative Corner? Yes. Ooh. I keep saying. Ooh. What do you think? I'm whistling Dixie over here? <laughs> um, for those who are expecting plushies, the initial ship date of October 22nd turns out to have been way optimistic. Lies. And they, they, maybe lies. And I think they've said December 11th they're going to yeah. ship them. I think so. the October thing was just a mistake. Like it, it was always supposed to be December. It seemed wildly early. Yeah. yeah. December 11th is supposedly the uh, the date, which in October seemed far away. Now seems not that far away. It happened already. December 11th? October. Yes. October's done. When I was in October, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. December 11th seemed very far away. It's like a month away. Now, December 11th does not seem very far away. That was my point. I'm with you. Not that October has already passed, Captain Obvious. That was my point. October (laughs) Professor Dr. Obvious. (laughs) Uh, anything else for administrative corner? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be accused of using rambling time for administrative corner and misclassifying things. Uh, I'm saving my administrative, perhaps, item for <laughs> ramblings. Uh, you got to save it for Ingo Corner. Oh, my God. I can't save it that long. I'll oh, forget. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, dog updates. Are there any dogs we don't have updates for? Chief Brody is just an angel and... Yes, you want me to uh, contribute an item for him? Yeah. You know how he woofs at night sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Weirdly. Yep. Voicelessly. (laughs) Hauntedly. Yeah. When he does that now, I put the bowl of water in front of him. Because my theory is like, isn't that the advice you give everyone who's stressed and anxious? You're like, maybe you should just hydrate more. Yeah, drink a bunch of water. Just drink a bunch of water. And then he drinks some water and then he's quiet, at least while he's drinking the water. So (laughs) somewhat of a win. It has worked before and it has failed before. I can't say I've completely fixed it, but I like giving him water. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Nope. So good job. Hydration is important for all of us. Yep. All right. So it it really seems like a long time, but since we talked last, Nacho has moved into his new house. 
I cannot believe it has only been a week. I can't believe how jealous I am of him. <laughs> of moving away from all of this chaos? No, just to his new situation is freaking awesome. So Nacho, uh, you know, we, we put him up for adoption through Great. Um, a bunch of people were interested in him. And there was one family that, like, looked like a great fit, except that they had a dog. So they live on, like, this big property about an hour outside of D.C., they have a pool at their house there. They also have a beach house in the Outer Banks that's right on the ocean. And I was like, this is perfect for Nacho C. Fry. Like, he deserves these great things in life. Um, they're, like, freshly retired. So, you know, they're, like, relatively young, like, just around 60, still, like, active, doing all sorts of stuff. Um, but they're home all the time. And I was like, this sounds great, except they have a nine-year-old golden. And... So they were very excited and like as soon as he went up, I got an email and when I when I eventually brought him over to visit, she's like, I would like check the website like eight times a day. And I was like, I feel that deeply. Like I'm that person <laughs> you who do that too. It's like if I want the if I'm like, Oh, I've got a dog, check, 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 check the website. So she was checking and she emailed and I talked to them on the phone and I was like, Listen, like you guys sound great. You know, they've had a bunch of dogs before none of this is about you it's about if he gets along with your dog and i was really stressed about whether he'd get along with their dog and i'm like so i'm gonna bring him to visit but all i'm gonna be looking for is how he gets along with your dog because i don't want to put him in a situation where he's stressed out by the other dog and it's not about you we just got to see how that goes and you know they're so excited for him to come so we show up and i was like let's start outside you know because it's always better when you're not in a like a constrained space so whenever we get a new dog coming in or whatever like it's better to be outside so like if someone's feeling stressed out they've got a lot of room that they can kind of go away and like get their space um so we show up stella is uh the dog that they have who's nine years old but she's like very spry and active and you know we're out there she's like coming up and like giving me hugs he's like going up and giving hugs and um everything seems good outside so we go in this is not a deciding factor but their kitchen is about the same size as our house here <laughs> in mean, florida doesn't hurt they have their house is giant um which you can do if you live an hour outside of dc right you're you're way way out there it's closer um, to west virginia than dc Mm-hmm. yeah i def definitely closer to west virginia yeah um just this beautiful house at some point like she was kind of giving me a partial tour and she's like so this is our bedroom and i thought it was a guest room because there's like five layers of pillows like perfectly stacked on the bed like there's nothing out of place and i was like i think we do a really good job with our bedroom and it never looks <laughs> like we, we this. don't have throw pillows no. dogs, uh, eat, dogs would eat them oh my god they sure would um so he's getting the tour he you know with a lot of people he's really hesitant at first he wasn't like that with them like yeah. um you know we're we went down to their basement which is all finished and they use for kind of entertaining and he's like just l sitting on the lap of the lady <laughs> like uh you know draped he, across the guy Nick likes her more than he likes me he didn't come up to me at all the whole time he's like these people are nice <laughs> i'm done with like, you all pulling toys out of the toy box and he got this like rawhide ring and Stella is like what are you doing with that rawhide ring and he's like I'm chomping on it and she's like okay 
<laughs> like was totally fine with it. Yeah. Um, and then we took them outside at some point and, you know, just throwing tennis balls for them. And Nacho, of course, gets a tennis ball and is like chomping on the tennis ball, like trying to destroy the tennis <laughs> ball. Trying to destroy and it. And Stella's like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Like standing over him, give it to me, give it to me. And he's like, chomp, chomp, <laughs> chomp on the tennis ball. And she's like, I'm taking it. And she literally, like as he's chomping the tennis ball, like stuck her mouth on the tennis ball and took it out of his mouth. And he didn't care. That relies on a lot of cooperation by Nacho. Yeah. So 100% passed to the test of getting along well with their dog totally both, um, both ways yeah yep so that was great um and that was sort of all i needed but i will say the the couple that adopted him i think they have two or three adult kids kind of in their 20s and 30s um and they have a son who also has a dog and they were like oh you know this is this dog's named nacho like that's that's cute it's like a cheese name and i was like yeah we've had a whole bunch of cheese dogs like we've had a queso and a manchego and a parmesan we got a cheddar and i'm like this is nacho and they're like well that's funny because like our son has a dog and his dog's name is gouda yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the cheese and i was like this is like some kind of cosmic sign for I me know. that nacho is going into the right place he's going into a family with a do another dog named after a cheese with a gouda dog i'm like gouda is on our list of potential dog names and she's like yeah they make all sorts of puns like oh he's such a good boy and i was like yep that would happen in that's our why house. we haven't actually followed <laughs> through on it that's been an impediment um so he visited them last thursday and i was like this is great he gets along with your dog if you guys want him he is yours i think he'll be really happy here like I said, they've got this giant pool like i'm so used to the pools in the keys which are like relatively small because like the property's small but they have four acres they have this like massive pool olympic yeah it's covered for the winter um but they're they have a house in the outer banks and they're like oh yeah that pool's open like year round and they're also like just right on the ocean and the dogs just run into the ocean i was like this is great like this is what he oh, deserves it's like everything he has but better yeah uh yeah, this place was immaculate. So the picture that I posted of him, if you have been following, with like the steps with all the pumpkins, like that's just their front step. And I was like, this is like a professional decorator came in here and like fallified, aut autumnified this house. Excuse My goodness, you, Brody. Brody. So, um, so I was like, if you guys want him, I think this is going to be great. And they were like crying. And so it was great. So I'm like, okay, like I'll bring him back tomorrow morning like I'll, I'll bring food I'll bring all of his stuff I brought uh, his suitcase that like teen had got him right, for uh, Operation the, Nacho Run kit. Yeah, uh, you know all the stuff in there I'm like you know bring his medicine all of his records and stuff um, so I was there on Thursday and I was like I'll come you know once the traffic is done tomorrow morning I'll bring him out so I go home uh, I get home probably like 2pm I order myself some dinner I eat dinner and at like nine I'm like man I don't like feel that great but I, ha I had had a glass of wine and I was like yeah maybe I'm just it's just like sitting right with me and at 10 I was like man like I feel like crap like oh, I'm gonna just go to bed bad. <laughs> yeah usually I do not foreboding and I go to bed and I'm like god my stomach is really sore like this is not a normal problem that I have uh, and by 1030 it was very clear that I had food poisoning. I will not share the details of my night except that I did not sleep. Nacho was very concerned for me. 
Yes, it's as bad as you remember. <laughs> you you can imagine and you assume. Yes, uh, bad. it's bad. I, you know, I spent a lot of the night kneeling on the floor in the bathroom, like waiting to purge the things that were like making my body feel bad. Nacho like was going into the laundry basket and bringing me socks. Aww. So I'm like, I know I'm going to puke again. And he's like, here, would you like this sock? And I'm like, thank you very much, Nacho. That's very nice. It's, he's like, I'm trying to help however I can. Helpful. Uh, he was really good though. Like a, most of the time he just kind of stayed out of the way and then he'd kind of check on me and I'm Aww. like, I'm okay. Bleh. And so I was up all night like throwing up. And so I texted in the morning and i was like listen you guys i got food poisoning last night you know i had a fever i it was just terrible and like i'm gonna bring him but i'm not gonna be like my normal perky self like don't take it personally i just feel so bad and they were like very nice i should i almost asked them do you think you could drive out to silver spring and come pick him up oh yeah Instead they have of, time they're retired yeah and i was like i think I can make it right. Like, I think it'll be okay. So I'm driving out to where they are, which is like an hour in Virginia, like an hour outside of DC. And I'm, <laughs> I'm on the dullest toll road, which is like a big highway, right? Like it's an interstate kind of highway. Yeah. And I'm about halfway there and I start like kind of sweating and I start feeling weird. And oh, I literally no. had to pull onto the shoulder of the dullest toll road. You know, it's like an eight lane road because i almost passed out in my car like i pulled onto the shoulder you know put on my flashers and then just sort of like bent over bent my head over onto the passenger seat to like wait oh boy for the wave to pass so i managed to get out there to their house but it was like not good but like what am i going to do at that point right like i'm 45 minutes away from home um yeah like had to stop on the way out there because i was sick so finally, like, get out there, and I was like, okay, you guys, like, let's just sign this paperwork. Oh, nacho. <laughs> you know, I had a fever, right? Ugh. I'm sitting on their couch, like, all right, we're doing the paperwork. And then um, I'm, like, getting up ready to go, and we're, like, standing in the kitchen. And I'm standing there. I'm like, I I've got, like, 45 more seconds of standing in in my abilities, and then something bad's going to happen. Like, for two minutes, I couldn't even stand up. So... I delivered him. Wow. Do you want some water? Hang on. <laughs> uh, so I delivered him. I managed to get myself home like relatively safely. I went upstairs to the bedroom, grabbed my pillows and comforter and brought them down to the couch because I thought maybe I'd watch some TV. And, uh, and then I slept for 20 hours straight. I had a fever of like 101.5. Um, Admirable. I know. Uh, anyway, I'm mostly better now. <laughs> that, that should fix a lot of things that ailed you. Yeah. So that, that was like my whole Friday was like be sleeping. Um, I slept straight through until Saturday and then, um, my fever broke by like midday Saturday, but I still like was exhausted. I'm still kind of tired and like don't have my normal appetite quite but I spent the whole weekend on the couch. It like interrupted my processing of like being super sad about Nacho moving on, even though he's in like an awesome place and not competing for he's attention. A sweet boy, no, it's it's tough. He deserves exactly what he's got, which is some an ideal situation for him. They love him so much. Yeah. they've sent us pictures, and he's doing so great. He slept in their bed the first night, like curled up with them. Oh, he's a great bed sleeper. Yeah, so. So, no, it sucks that we don't have him anymore. 
but for him this is so much better he's not sad he's not confused no. he's very he's happy. not anxious no he's, he's no, fine he's doing great um i also have a standing invitation to go visit so i'm gonna give it some time because i don't want him it would be so sad for him to think like oh jen's here to pick me up and bring me home oh yeah no don't do that no um so i'm gonna give him some time but i definitely will go visit and uh they're sending good pictures so uh nacho sea fry is doing fine i am obviously sad to like not have his joyful spirit around anymore but also like it's so good for him the household is also much calmer um and he's getting what he needs right which we weren't giving him yeah no doesn't have to be in a crate half the time yes they set up the crate for him and i was like just have it because like if he's really like wound up it's good for helping him measure his emotions and they're like oh yeah we have a crate we'll set it up and they had and when i brought him on friday they had it all set up in the living room um but th i think they're using it kind of the same way that we did which is like when he's you know i don't know that they've had him in there at all but you know i told him like if he's like super crazy like it helps him just kind of settle down and i think that was their plan yeah he Maybe won't need that. it if he's got something that much space he can like run around in one of their many rooms <laughs> up the stairs <laughs> down the stairs <laughs> uh, in, in the west wing <laughs> i didn't even see the whole house that it was that big <laughs> oh my god uh it's great i'm i'm so happy so yeah no it's a it's a mixed feeling thing but it's the best for him yep so so that's the nacho sea fry update um yeah it's good but sad but good yeah yeah uh should we do remy next sure so let's see. Uh, in medical news, Remy does not have Addison's disease. He did do his test for it where they took his blood and then injected him and then took his blood again. And he doesn't have Addison's. So he's just crazy. Just has low cortisone levels and for some cortisol reason. Cortisol levels for cortisol, some reason. Cortisol, cortisone, whatever. He's, he's weightlifting. What's going on? <laughs> so um, we're going to start him on Prozac, which Brody is also on, and see if that helps with his anxiety a bit. But that's his medical stuff. Do you want to tell about his big adventure to the neighbor's pool? Sure. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's swimming with the other two now, um, with hops and guac. Wait, what do you mean? And you know that he seems he interacts. He gets the ball. He takes it out of the water. He drops it. He goes in, gets another ball, takes it out of the water, drops it, and. At, you know, I got a little too comfortable with all that mm -hmm. and start and, and just like went and picked up some, you know, yard waste. <laughs> and um, I turn around and he's not there anymore. This is a thing that happens a lot to both of us. Yeah. And because sometimes he's like in the bushes. He's behind the RV. He's yep. like, m m you know, goofing around. He, he went like to, to hide. He went to the front gate because someone walked by and he's and he's checking that out. So he, he kind of but he's very stealthy about it. He just silently pads away yeah <laughs> and he's hard to see i don't know why he's just hard to see um so i you know i didn't think much of it and then i heard a splash <laughs> <laughs> next door and i was like oh no it's and this is not on the side with the pool that we go no, to this is, sometimes this, this is the other side this is the place where nacho used to go chasing lizards yeah you can you can go around the water side or you can sort of you know hug the fence mm-hmm and you know so i'm i'm like well he's not in the ocean so i don't need to get the kayak or, or wade out there so i kind of start 
you know, inching around the fence going on the land route. And our neighbor's there and she goes, oh, he fell into the pool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so embarrassing. Come on, Remy. <laughs> and he's like trotting over. He's prant doing his little <laughs> prancy <laughs> dance. Yeah, he does that. He's like, prance, prance, prance. I had a great adventure. Da, 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 da. I'm like, you, why are we having this interaction with the neighbors right now? <laughs> and so, yeah, he apparently had gone over and fallen into their pool. And then she goes, well, he's done that before. I was like, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> Although she's probably thinking about Nacho. Um, oh my God. <laughs> she can't tell the dogs apart. I mean, they do look pretty the same unless you know them. Yeah. Except Nacho would come up from the water side. <laughs> Remy this time came around the land side. So I did uh, get him back. And then he was swimming and swam over to the other neighbor's side and was almost <laughs> ba lost that way because he goes under their dock and can't get out of the water that way. But I was able to head him off by jumping in. So I was not here for this, uh, but this is definitely a thing that Remy does. He really likes to go around the fence and we spend a lot of time trying to find Remy. And so I was in Maryland and I was like, there's a technological solution to this problem. So I bought like eight Apple Air Tags and waterproof collar attachments to hold the Air Tags. And so uh, while our dogs normally go naked, Remy is now wearing a collar and it has two Air Tags attached to it, one attached to each of our phones. So if he goes and disappears, we can track his GPS location on our phones and find him instead of being like, well, do you think he's in the water? I don't know. Do you think he swam down there? We can just like pull him up on the app. He's got the one air tag that each of us can have on our phone and we can find him. Make it a lot harder for him to get all the way to Cuba. Yep. I think we can intercept him beforehand. We can call the Coast Guard. That's right. So he it, he is now uh, doubly GPS tracked. And I, I have many more air tags and holders available for if other dogs need this, which speaking of, let's talk about Guagomane. Guagoman is the reliable rock. He's Until been outside. Today. <laughs> Until today. This is, the, this is the arc. He's been so reliable. We didn't have to worry about him. He, we had him at a point where he would stay put. So good. And today, uh, so I got home at like two in the morning. I mean, Ingo and I got home at two in the morning. Um, I was up in Maryland for a week and then yesterday wednesday i was up in new york for a speaking event and uh tried to come home we did eventually make it but i flew from LaGuardia, and the key is to never connect through anywhere except miami but there were no connections from miami to key west especially charlotte i think charlotte is the place where flights die so i flew LaGuardia to charlotte and then i was supposed to fly charlotte to key west and I'm on the plane in New York preparing to take off in Ingo text and he's like, your Charlotte to Key West like has been canceled. And I've had this shit happen before. So I immediately like before we took off, booked myself onto a Charlotte to Miami flight for that night because the options that they provided me, they're like, well, your Charlotte to Key West leg on Wednesday has been canceled. You can rebook with no charge. And I was like, great. What are my options? And they're like, you can go Thursday. And I'm like, all right, I don't like this, but okay. And the Thursday option was to fly Charlotte back to LaGuardia, LaGuardia to Key West. And I was like, my entire Ridiculous. day, I'm going to fly two hours north and then take the three hour flight south. I mean, just that, no. that is like regi geographically ridiculous. So that was my one option for Thursday or I could fly on Friday. And I was like, fuck this. 
get me to Miami or Fort Lauderdale or anywhere, right? And then I will drive down to on Key West. Wednesday. They were saying, "Oh, you can go on Friday." On Friday was basically what my are you only do option. In Charlotte for two days, sleep in the airport. Yeah, I guess I get like a room at the Hilton at the airport or something. But I don't think they're paying for that. No, 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 no. So I was like, "Fuck uh. this now." And there have been other times where I've had like this deep regret where it's like I see a flight is canceled and then I see like a semi-reasonable option. I was like, well, I'll wait till I land to book it. And then, of course, it's gone. So I like put myself right on that flight to Miami. Um, And because the hurricane, Hurricane Nicole is coming through. That's why everything was fucked up. Although you didn't say that for the Key West flight because the Key West airport's open. Yep. They're just like, meh, canceled. And I was like, okay. So... I'm like, hopefully I can get into Miami tonight. But like, there's a big question mark because the hurricane is making landfall and it's not making landfall in Miami, but like not that far north of Miami. Um, So I get myself on the Miami flight and I was like, and it goes like, I will come pick you up, which is super nice because it's like a three hour drive. And I was like, don't leave until I have taken off from Charlotte. It's okay if I have to wait for you at Miami, but I don't want you to have to like hang around if this flight gets canceled, which it totally could. Yeah, the flight length is about the same time as the drive. So it it made sense to kind of race. So we push back. The flight's supposed to leave at like 6.30. We push back from the gate at like 6.18 and I was like, great. And then we kind of taxi out and then the engines turn off. But I'm like, like, okay, I'm leaving now and you know, I'll see you in Miami. And I'm like, man, they just turned the engines off and go. And they're like, well, you know, there's a ground stop in Miami. And and I have like the uh, the FAA like ground stop tracking website. So it tells you all this stuff. And they're like ground stop for a tornado or a hurricane. And I was like, those are two very different things. <laughs> but OK. And they're like, they'll let us know in 20 minutes. Like what's next? And I'm like, mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, then it's extended, then it's extended. So we sit, just sit on the tarmac for two hours and then it's like we're waiting for this outer band of the hurricane to pass miami airport and so finally they're like okay we're going and i was like yes 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 like let's go so two hours late we finally take off and we have the hurricane has progressed quite a bit in these two hours so we did make it to miami and on approach i pull up the flight aware like radar track of the flight so the flight takes off from charlotte it's heading south and then you can see the radar outline of the hurricane on the map. Like, perfect. There's an eye. There's, like, this perfect swirling mass of hurricane that's, like, the size of the entire state of Florida. And the flight comes down from the Carolinas and then makes this round arc around the outside edge of the hurricane and come, and then right at the bottom is Miami Airport. So it's, like, down and then this, like, zoop circle around the edge of it, like, pops into Miami. A um, little bit bumpy on the way in, but we had a pilot. She was awesome, did a great job, put us down. And so we land in Miami at like 9, 9 10.20. 10, was it 10.20? From 8.20 to 10.20. 10.20. So Ingo bought Guacaman and Remoulade and uh, had nacho fries waiting for me. Yes, actual nacho fries from Taco <laughs> Bell. And uh, so we ended up getting home a little bit before two in the morning. But you did all that driving. That is the hard driving. I, I drove all the way out when it was fine. Yeah, I got to drive back to the Keys. Um, so why did we put that in there? I don't know. So we're home today and we take Guaco Man outside. And Guac is playing fetch with the other dogs. And he it's very choppy because even though the hurricane 
wasn't all that close to here. Like we had water on the beach last oh, yeah, night. We did drive in and our the beach had water. Yard was half flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's it's windy. Not like hurricane windy, but like as for a regular day you'd be like, Oh, it's kind of a windy day today. Yeah. Um so he swallowed a lot of seawater while he was playing fetch with the other dogs. Not obviously, but in hindsight, n- noticeably. So the thing that happens when you're a dog and you swallow a lot of seawater is that you puke it back out within about 10 or 15 minutes. So Guac comes inside and pukes out. You said about five gallons. I worth. was doing, I was loading the, the, the dryer in the next room. And it sounded like someone had taken a five-gallon bucket, <laughs> s- tipped it, and splashed half of it on the bu- on the carpet. Then there was a pause, and then the rest of the five-gallon <laughs> bucket was splashed onto the carpet. It just sounded that splashy. Mm. So we did a lot of cleanup, like Ingo's with towels, and I got the little scrub brush outs for cleaning. Poor Guac felt terrible. I mean, it's not his fault that he that like he was full of water i felt so bad because he was like looking at me like i need to go outside and i was like you don't need to go outside you were just out there and then he's like okay <laughs> like like he really wanted to go out and do it yeah. so once we got like the initial cleanup done i was like he's drinking a ton of like fresh water and i was like i'm gonna take him out just in case he pukes again so i open the door i let him out i go down the stairs i cannot see guac and i'm like check, check the water where is guac so i go to the water he's not there and i'm like has he gone over to the neighbor's house? And I walk up to the fence and I peer around. These are to the neighbors who let us use their pool. And there's Guac standing on the dock. So the neighbors are there. There's a couple that owns the house. And then there's another couple that's visiting them for the week. And so the two guys are out on the dock fishing. And the two women are like sitting on like chairs in the pool. Like with their, you know, their dress, but like their feet in the pool. Just hanging out. And I come around the and fence. Guac, who's like, I am now your friend. Guac is standing on the dock. And I'm like, hey, everybody. And they're like, come on in, like sit down. <laughs> and it's lovely. Like we had, you know, I was there for like half an hour and we had some great talks. Um, but Guac is hanging out on the dock with the guys. And because uh, <laughs> there's bait, I think probably it smells good. And he likes that. Yeah. Uh, so the woman who's visiting is um, she has a show on Sirius XM. And so we're like talking about media stuff and social media. And she's she's a real trail breaker of a woman. Um, so we're having a great conversation. And I'm trusting that like and the guys absolutely were watching Guac. Right. He's hanging out right. with them. And at some point I hear this sploosh. And I see guac is in the water, but then there's very serious sounds coming over from the dock. The The husband from the couple that's visiting is a big guy. I mean, I'd say he's like 6'4", like a big and a big dude. And he has, you see him just lift guac out of the water. Which like, is amazing. Like that, grabs that him around a, the neck. A wet soaking dog just deadlift him like, out of the water. Zoop, lifts him out of the water amazing. and is holding him in place. And Wayne, the guy who owns the house next door, is like doing stuff to Guac. So I go over there. And what happened is the guy who's visiting cast his fishing line. And the whole line has like lures. And each lure has like three hooks on it, compound hooks. And he had cast that out. And Guac's like, ooh, ball. And like jumps off the dock Uh, directly onto the the fishing line. On the line. So he lands on top of the line. So the guy is like, oh, my God, like he just landed on all these hooks. I've got to get him out and not have him move. So none of these hooks set in guac. And 
Wayne, our neighbor, is trying to unwind Guac because he's all twisted up in the fishing line. Like one of the lures has hooked onto the bottom of the deck, so it's pulling the whole apparatus like tight on Guac. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to hold his head. But he clearly has a lure, uh, has a hook from one of the lures in his butt, <laughs> like the back of his leg. Uh, the barbs didn't push all the way through, which is good because if those go in, you can't pull that out. You got to push it around and through and then cut the end off. We, we had to do that with one of our dogs growing up. He got it stuck in his lip and you had to push it through the rest of the way to his lip and then cut it off. Ouch. He was not happy about it. It was very traumatic for everybody involved. So it wasn't that bad for Guac, but he had it in there. And so Wayne is like trying to pull it out and Guac, you can see him like being like, ouch, ouch. Ouch. That's my like, butt. Yeah. That's my butt. Uh, so Guac, you know, we, I remember back to like a year or so ago where Guac got caught in the people's crab trap, two houses down that he swam over to. He learns nothing. Here, Guac got caught up um, as a fish <laughs> on, on the fishing line Ugh. and had to get the hook pulled out I mean, of his butt. I mean, we're just lucky we don't live in like, you know wolf trap country oh or God. bear bait country where he just he would wander into every trap and get caught in every net and every <laughs> sling he'd be like uh, <laughs> hanging up from a tree how did i get up here <laughs> yeah so uh it was quite a time so we got him unhooked and then everybody's like wow that guy's crazy and he's like <laughs> drinking their pool he's like oh my god you guys i drank so much salt water i'm gonna drink your pool <laughs> just like walks into the pool stands there shoulder deep and is just like drink 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 drinking the pool uh, well he's lost his status as the the reliable rock now you're on probation a little bit too we gotta watch you now wacko man uh guac is also fat he has suddenly <laughs> become fat unfortunately yeah, sorry, Guac. He's he's gone from dad board dad bod to chub. Too many tacos, you know. Nacho fries are back. <laughs> the thing is, like, Guac is the reliable car dog. So whenever we go he somewhere, he it. comes. He loves it. But it's like, so if we go to Taco Bell or if we get takeout for lunch, like Guac gets a whole bunch of French fries or a taco, and those snacks are big and have added up. So he we, loves them though. But but you know, you're going to be missing them a bit now. He's on a diet now. We don't need him to be skinny, but like, it's really obvious how much he has <laughs> chubbed up. What did you say? You watched the 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 video of me walking him, and you can just tell from behind. It's like, oh geez, thicker. <laughs> that is a big. He's thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, so that's the guaco man. Um, let's see. Vink has a skin infection. She's in the cone because she has a hot spot on her cheek that she keeps scratching at. And I've, and I've tried taking it off her and I turn around and she's scratching. I mean, at it. So I mean it must be so itchy. She's just uh, unable. And she can do everything in the cone, right? She's able to drink, eat, walk down the stairs, do mm -hmm. everything. She acts like she's, she's debilitated, but she actually can do everything <laughs> fine. Uh, but she did kind of end up developing more of a whole body skin infection that she she went to the vet for and that she's got some antibiotics for and often when she gets these hot spots like on her face that's because like she's having this kind of allergy freak out um yeah it's like a system overload and and she yeah. gets these these hot spots everywhere all of a sudden yep yeah her whole skin kind of turns pink and sore so she'll be fine as soon she, as she stops scratching at she's that thing better but she's super up. weird and anxious these days mm -hmm. like she i was this was before just before you got back i think i i went you know it's like the kitchen table slipped on my slip-on shoes yep. and vink perked up and started prancing around like it was dinner time 
I was like, what do you want? She goes, I, out, 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 out. So we go out and she puts her feet up on the back of the Jeep. Like, put me in the, put me in the trunk, put me in the trunk. I was like, that is so weird, Venk. I wasn't even going anywhere in the Jeep. She She's never that excited to go. Like, she'll get no. in the car if we have to go somewhere, but she isn't Dude, ever half excited. Half time she doesn't like it. She, no. she gets stressed in the car, but now she's like putting her feet up on, on the car. Like, yeah. I, I need to drive somewhere. She's kind of freaked out. Yeah, she's freaking me out a little bit. You're freaking <laughs> me out. She's also been eyeing the neighbors. She knows the way around to, to oh. Wayne and Rhonda's place. I took her out tonight and she like went out, she peed and then just started trotting over there. <laughs> like, like, oh, like, oh, they're outside. My, I'm going to go over. My friends. They have steak. I want to see what their kitchen's going on. What's going on in their kitchen? <laughs> I told him like uh, we were having a great conversation when I was over there today with Guac. But I was like, listen, we got dinner reservations. I got to feed Guac. I'm like, I really got to go. And they're like, no, don't go. And I was like, I'll come back this weekend. I'll bring Vink with like, it'll be great. Vink would be so happy. So uh, that's Vink. Uh, Cheddar had a big week. Uh, he got his dental surgery. So his teeth are all pearly white now. It's just cleaning, right? Cleaning. I mean, yeah, a, that's right. But they... I mean, potentially they would have pulled teeth and stuff, but they didn't have to. Nope, he was fine. So his teeth are all clean. And then the next day he went up to uh, the ophthalmologist to see if he was a candidate for cataract surgery. But unfortunately he is not. Um, they looked at his optic nerves and they basically don't work. Like there's damage. His retinas nerves. are messed up. Yeah. So it's like you could fix the cataracts and somebody's like, you could fix the the lenses in the projector, but the film is still scratched, right? Yep. So the retina is still messed up. So, so really, was the doctor was very definitive. You know, she didn't suggest any treatment or anything like that. She just basically said, "Look, there's there's nothing we can do. He's gonna he's gonna be blind." Yep. Um, so that is sort of the end of his medical journey with us. He's all patched up, and uh, and now you know we talked to the rescue uh, because like. If you're fostering a dog, like you foster them till they're all patched up and till two weeks have passed and both of those things are true. And they're like, why don't you keep him for a couple more weeks and figure out if he fits in? So that's the phase that we're in right now. Um, he's a very good boy. He's very sweet. But the household is very overwhelming right now also. I mean, Remy is being totally fine with him, with Cheddar. Cheddar was like growling weird at Vink last night and like yesterday yeah like Vink was freaking him out for some reason she wasn't doing anything no but just like being by him he was sort of growling you know i don't think he was gonna do anything but like that's not great and there's still a lot of like management of having to, you know like right now cheddar is locked in the office so like my personal i don't know that we're on the same page about this but my personal leaning is like i'm really overwhelmed with all of the dog stuff right now and it seems like cheddar just makes it way more overwhelming if we decided not to adopt him the rescue says what they would do instead of us adopting him out directly is they would move him to another foster home to kind of get a better assessment of what he's like without so many dogs around um because part of his like neediness and stuff could just be like he's a little competitive with the five other dogs that are here and if there were like no dogs or one dog he might not be like that um, but we just got to see. I yeah. think you're, you're, you more than me are in the like, let's just wait and see how it goes camp. Yeah. I mean, give it a few days. But it's and been, I'm like, it's oh been, my God. It's been very unsettled, right? Let's see if there is a routine and, 
and he finds it right i mean he's better at getting going up and down the stairs he's he knows the parameters of the, the property a little bit better you know this is all i think it's good good news but, but I, I yes mean, he's is a it great more dog work? yes he he's a great dog I, I would just love it, you know, like with Riley or with Queso, like we got them. And it's not that there like wasn't anything extra to do, but they very clearly just kind of fit in with all the dogs that we had. And and Cheddar is not like that. Like he's a, he's a real workload on top of it. None of that's necessarily his fault, right? It's just like he doesn't easily just slot into this. And part of it's Remy, part of it's Vink. I think part of it is him that he's like kind of demanding and needy and and we're managing a lot of things and i just feel like i personally in my brain feel kind of overwhelmed by the whole dog situation and i'm looking more for like great like we've taken care of him and like can we please just get back to something calm um but i agree that we just need to give it a little more time um but cheddar adoption like uh fans uh you know, don't get your hopes too far up. Like we're in big assessment. And like, if I were just picking by myself, I'd be like, when can I bring him up to put him in another foster home? But, um, it's not that I don't love him. I mean, he's a great dog and he's got like a cute face and he loves me so much. Not, it's none of that. Right. It's just a matter of like, it's one, I think I was saying this to Jen Coleslaw, like the household feels like a real exercise in like, put your own mask on before you help others with theirs right now. And, and I feel like, uh, I need to like make sure I get my own mask on <laughs> before I help others with theirs. And, uh, you know, adding cheddar to the mix is not necessarily in support of that, but we'll see. I mean, we'll give it some time and see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot has been happening for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Nacho's only been gone for like a week, basically, maybe 10 days. And that influences a lot. So we'll see how it goes. Um, The last item on dog updates that I have is that Hopper is doing better. Um, Everything's kind of back to normal with her. I was going to say, she's kind of fine. She's, yeah, she's eating normally. She's she's doing everything else normally. She loves the swimming. She's, her patch is off, right? Everything's. She's all good. She seems to be having a good time. She gets sandy. She gets hosed off. Yep. It was not an exciting update, but a bunch of people were like, how is hops? And like, she's finally back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other dog update items? No. All right. I have two, uh, three and a half items in ramblings. Okay. Ramble on because I have a few. You also have ramblings. Well, I don't know. It's I don't know what these things are called, but the, it's like, <laughs> I have some things to say about stuff. It's not dad update. No, it's not like philosophical. Okay. Uh, so there are two categories of, of updates that I have. One is updates on the fish scandal, Oof. the fish tournament scandal where well, the guys weighted the fish. Stuff. Is that ramblings or is that taste of the keys? No, I mean, this isn't keys. Oh, news. no, it's Ohio. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I have two items under the fish scandal update, which is becoming a regular feature on the podcast. Oh, that story just keeps developing. So update number one, sadly, the Rossford walleye roundup was canceled for 2023 in light of the cheating scandal. For um, next year. Yes. 
So Bass wow. Pro Shop was the sponsor. Have you ever been to a Bass Pro Shop? I think so. Yeah, there was one in the mall in Virginia, I think. I mean, it's usually a big, big, big store. Even would be there, like they had a pond with trout. Yes. Small. Um, so they pulled their sponsorship because they're like, mm, not sure how to deal with this. And so they mm. had to cancel the Rossford walleye roundup. For next year already. For 2023. I don't, I mean, it could have been something that was supposed to be early in the year. I don't know when it was. Still. So, so that's too bad. Uh, they're just like fucking up other stuff. The but cheating scandal continues to make waves. Here's the real update. Suspect in fishing scandal accused of stalking woman. Oh, that fits, doesn't it? Yep. A hermitage man. So this is from the Sharon Herald. A hermitage man accused of cheating in a fishing tournament by putting weights in fish faces more legal difficulties. Chase Elliott Kaminsky, who is... Kaminsky. You said, I will never forget their names. Yes. 35 of North Keel Ridge Road Hermitage was charged Monday with stalking and harassment. Jefferson Township Police said in a criminal complaint filed with District Judge Daniel Davis in Mercer that Kaminsky harassed a woman through text messages and hazardous driving. On October 17th, just before 1 p.m., police said in a criminal complaint, the woman reported she was driving to her home in Jefferson Township when Kaminsky sent her a harassing text message. Shortly after the text, the woman told police that Kaminsky began following her, at times traveling dangerously close to the real rear of the woman's vehicle. After the woman arrived home, police said Kaminsky tried to speak with her and asked her to get out of the vehicle. The woman instead stayed in her car until police arrived. I got to say, this is a fear that I and I think a lot of women have, right? That like some guy is following you home and like what yeah. happens if you get home? Then he's like there and he gets out of his car and he's like yelling at you. In your home, at your home. At That's your home. Right. My strategy is always like if a thing like this is happening to like find the closest police station and drive there instead because they're much less likely to like get out of their car and start screaming at you if you're like out in front of the, not at all blaming this woman for what happened right a lot of them just like where the hell especially if you're like out in a place that's a township right yeah. i mean i grew up in a township and you're on the oh yeah this nowhere. Is, I, these names sound familiar to me mercer mercer and what is it what's the township jefferson jefferson so they probably are in the ohio turnpike somewhere yeah or exits off the ohio turnpike which covers a lot of ground frankly can you imagine just like but sitting in your yeah. car in your driveway and this dude clearly like screaming at you and harassing you for no f you and you like you you have no preparation you don't no background you don't know and you're just like please don't let him like shoot through my car window or something i'm just gonna stay here and like hope it's I'm gonna trapped be okay. in my own freaking car terrible um so eventually i guess he left and then kept harassing her over text so the charges filed Monday are the latest legal, legal difficulty that Kaminsky faces. I hope he finds some legal difficulty in jail. This mm -hmm. is ridiculous. So now he's got the felony charges for the fish cheating and misdemeanor charges with that. Um, and then also now this stalking charge. So I know. Ironically, he'll probably get sentenced more heavily for the fish stuffing than <laughs> for no being kidding. a complete asshole to women. Uh, but not surprising. I mean, he's like a all around asshole. He At sounds like an, a bad person, yeah. Fish yeah. hate him, women hate him, and men hate him now. Yeah, good men hate this guy. And even fishermen, even like... <laughs> oh, yes, also that. Questionable fishermen hate him too. <laughs> okay, 
Um, the other category of ramblings is Florida stories. And the first one comes from Fox News. Not normally a news source that I would go to. No. But somebody shared this with me. No. And the headline on foxnews.com is Florida man claims he was driving car with two missing tires because of a curse. Quote, that is paranormal activity. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. That's math. Fox News. <laughs> that's math, sir. Sir, that's math. <laughs> the driver claimed someone put a curse on him and he was faced with only <laughs> two choices drive home without tires or set the car on fire oh i would have liked to see that one too that that's not a bad choice a florida man driving a vehicle missing two tires was pulled over by law enforcement and alleged that paranormal activity was responsible can you imagine the sound that makes with just two missing tires not like flat right missing yeah he must have started on rims and like that's awful imagine going around a corner the metal on asphalt sounds. Oh. So this dude is 29. He was stopped on Interstate 75 on a ramp. That's an interstate. He's yeah. Going 60, 70 miles an hour. Near Marion Oaks on October 23rd at about 4 a.m. Okay. After All right. Marion County Sheriff's deputies noticed the vehicle's hazard lights were on and that the tires on the driver's side appeared deflated. A deputy then realized the tires were not deflated, but were missing. There must have been sparks. And the dude was driving on, quote, what remained of the rim. <laughs> when asked about the damage to the vehicle, the guy told the deputy someone had put a curse on him and that he had hit a curb too hard, which like, I mean, me too, my friend. That's happened. The driver said he was given a do or die, quote, do or die choice in which he could either drive home without tires or set the car on fire <laughs> and sleep on the median. I would have preferred the setting the car on fire. There's body camera footage of this where he's like, I either had to drive home with the tires or set the car on fire and sleep on the median. The he driver would not have been stopped by cops if he'd set the car on fire. The driver was then instructed to step out of the vehicle, but appeared unsteady on his feet. The deputy asked him to perform field sobriety tests. He began cursing and using insults and claimed to the deputy that the damage to the car was, quote, from paranormal activity. <laughs> he eventually threatened deputies. If you mess with me right now, let me tell you something. I'm going to break your head with a baseball bat, he told the deputy. Oy, that's a good strategy. I'm going to skin you alive. No. Listen, guys, whatever you think of the cops, it is not a winning strategy to tell them that you are either going to break their head with baseball bats or skin them alive. And you know what? Don't tell anybody any of those things. And shut the fuck up. Like, this is applies to threatening them also. Just don't talk. Just, just comply. I mean, it shut the fuck up Friday, my friend. I know. It was also shut the fuck up Friday. Why am I being detained? Am I free to go? Shut the fuck up. Ask for a lawyer. Ask for a lawyer. Don't start threatening the cops with skinning. Skinning alive. <laughs> the driver continued to make threats and was ultimately arrested. Yeah. While the two deputies conducted a search of the driver, he spat in the face of one of them and continued his threats and cursing. As the deputy went to wipe the spit from his face, the dude began grabbing for their taser. Yeah, that's a good uh, good indication of n not a curse. <laughs> Dude had to be picked up and put in the back of the patrol car where he kicked both deputies. Uh, After he was taken to jail, he refused to submit to a breath test. 
He's charged with two counts of battery on a law enforcement officer, resisting an officer with violence, attempt to deprive an officer of means of protection or communication, corrupt by threat against police, a public servant, and driving under the influence. That's all overcharging. How about driving on rims? Isn't that a freaking offense? He faces up to 25 and a half years behind bars, and he's being held on a $27,000 bond. That's overcharging. He should have just shut up, asked for a lawyer. Seriously, you guys, shut the fuck up. God. Not this guy, though. I think it's kind of good that he's out of circulation. But in general. (laughs) All right. This story also was sent to me by a few people, and I love it so much. I tweeted it on my Don't Bite Anyone Unless They Ask You To Twitter account. at don't point anyone so it's a biting story delicious florida woman bites boyfriend over sex toy ownership dispute (laughs) (laughs) at 8 30 a.m last saturday morning well while many of you were having coffee breakfast and maybe even getting ready for work or being asleep one florida woman and her beau were not doing any of the above his that's not a beau They were arguing over the ownership of a sex toy, which turned violent. And I think they mean the argument and not the sex toy. The sex toy started biting people. (laughs) 34-year-old Chelsea of Fort Pierce, where a fucking lot of shit goes down in these stories, (laughs) was arrested for domestic battery after biting her boyfriend in a dispute over the said toy. She bit him in his dispute? (laughs) Where'd she bite him? We'll get there. Okay, good. Police responded to a domestic situation where the pair were having a verbal argument over the toy. The argument progressed. The victim asked the guy to return the sex toy. Oh, no. The victim, which is the guy, asked the lady to return the sex toy to him because he owned it, police said. So the guy's like, that's my sex toy. Give it back to me, bitch. And she's like, (laughs) no. She refused to hand over the handy gadget to her boyfriend. Oh, my God. The handy gadget. In response, police say the 33-year-old man picked up the lady's handbag and said, I have your bag. Give me back my property, which led to a struggle. Police say the woman was kicking the man and eventually bit him to get control of the handbag when police said the man punched her to make her stop biting. Oh, not good. Don't punch people either. But if you're getting bitten, you get a little frantic. Post-investigation, police determined that the lady was the aggressor and she was arrested on the domestic battery charge and booked into St. Lucie County Jail. Guys, Port St. Lucie, I mean, I've run a race there called the Skeeter Scoot. It's a nice place, but man does a lot of, like, Florida man shit go down up in Port St. Lucie. Uh, There you go. That's the story. I, I was sorely disappointed and I did extra research and they do not describe what the sex toy was. I really wanted to know what kind of sex toy it was. Yeah, was it something only he would use? Is it a co-ed sex? T- what it you know? What could it be? I uh, I kind of compulsively don't answer that. I'm just <laughs> hypothetically saying. What could I mean, it be? we don't know. Uh, I read the advice columns on Slate.com a lot. Like it's a self-soothing thing for me. I'll read like the child-rearing advice columns, even though I have no interest in children nor children of my own. I'll just read all of them. <laughs> um, but there was one of them they have a sex advice column called how to do it and there was one where a guy is like you know i'm really upset um i got this kit where you can have a dildo made of a cast of your penis so he took a cast of his erect penis 
and had a dildo made out of it and it was a gift to his wife or they kind of had it made together so he gave his wife a dildo modeled on his junk and she gave it to her friend after a while and he's like i feel really violated by this i think that's a fair problem with regifting i mean it should be the same with engagement rings and other personalized presents but that was his junk i think he's got absolutely a right to be like pissed off that like that was literally a cast of my penis that she's like putting up in her bits uh i feel like i should have some say of this so maybe like that's what this was was like a cast of his yes that's that's one possibility but it could also be some i mean it could be a million things without any description here in the article nothing and i looked at other articles nobody says it clearly wasn't in the police report and nobody did the deeper investigation actually wanted to discuss it with anyone i would really like to know call the dude (laughs) uh so that's it for ramblings you said you have some to add yes well yes at least one okay the first legal rum place Ooh, are they going to make a a storm rum for this for nicole do you think i don't think the pressure it has to get below a thousand oh, and i don't yeah. think it got that so low it here. doesn't count in key west so we don't get um hurricane batch of rum from those guys which they make but they made a a a series of rum a fermentation of Little rum, run rum run run of run of rum for robert the doll Halloween haunted rum. Halloween haunted rum. So it's got a picture of, ha- of Robert the Doll on it. And Jen told me about this. I was like, I've got to go buy it. Yeah. I was this like, please so go get cool. Robert the Doll rum. So I went and got it. And then the lady was like, Ooh, no, I- Actually, let me pause before you say this. Yeah. For those who have not listened to our Robert the Doll episode of Murders or Mysteries in Paradise, our uh, kind of neglected <laughs> Sleeping podcast. podcast. Um, Robert the Doll is... A haunted doll who lives here in Key West. Very um, haunted. There's documentaries about him that you can find like on Discovery Plus. The rumor is if you take a picture of Robert the doll who is on display in a museum near the airport, um, you will be cursed. And and they have all sorts of letters that people have written to Robert the doll begging for forgiveness and asking the curse to be lifted. So he's extremely haunted. He's on all of these lists of like most haunted things in America Is is this doll that's like the size of like a three-year-old it's a big doll it's a creepy ass looking doll in a sailor suit you can find pictures online um but it's like one of it's it's probably like the most haunted thing in key west like if you do like key west hauntings robert the doll number one best known certainly yeah so yeah so he'll curse you that that's just like for people who haven't heard us talk about it before that's that's the quick and dirty robert the doll yeah i think they just came out um, there's a Discovery Plus series where they do like they did one on the Amityville Horror House, like they do kind of haunting stuff, and they just came out with like an hour and a half episode on Robert the Doll. That's a lot of reenactments. Yes, um, which is like worth a. I think like ghost shows are really good background TV because you don't have to pay that close They're attention. They're pretty formulaic, and you don't yeah. have to pay that close attention now. So if you have Discovery Plus, check check the Robert the Doll thing out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, please continue. So, so you yes, go to so buy I, it, I, the I, rum. I just. I'm buying rum, right? It's like, it, it's like, you know, bottle number 50 out of eight, it's 60 or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're all numbered and hand signed by the distiller um, who we've met. And We're pals with, yeah. Paul Menta, he's a great guy. So I also know it's going to be good rum. So I'm kind of excited about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I bring it up to the counter to pay and it's, you know, 
person who works there kind of we've knows, seen a zillion times i think it's the mother-in-law of paul yep um and she's like oh i hope you know that works out for you and i was like oh crap it's actually a haunted doll mm-hmm. i might be like cursing myself here this is this is not good it's mm-hmm. the first time i realized this actually could go badly <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes i don't know what it is with them i like Paul didn't tell us he was making these and, you know, he put them in the store and he hadn't told us. He, she said, here, buy, buy, pay, you know, let, let's, after you pay, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> so, I bought, so I bought it. And then she goes, yeah, the, the first day that we've had these in here, I didn't even know they were here. I tried to unlock the door. I came in early, tried to unlock the door to the store and the distillery and the key wouldn't turn. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, that's weird. So I, so I tried a different key that just like fits the cylinder but doesn't turn and was jiggling that and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't turn. And then as I pulled the key out, I could see the deadbolt that sliding back and opening. And I thought Paul was on the inside opening the deadbolt. She said, but there was no one there. No, it just opened <laughs> just itself. Just unlocked the door. So dun, Robert dun, was already dun. working his his oh, dark magic. Spooky. So now, and so I was like, Jen, I can't send you a picture of this bottle. Because, no, do not take a picture of that bottle. Even if it's a picture permission. of a picture. Yeah, I, I'm not going to mess with it. So we have this bottle here, but I'm kind of looking at it a little bit um, nervously. Frankly. Have you uh, have you tried it yet? Oh, she did say if oh. if you if you drink it, you have to like save a little bit for Robert, like pour some out for pour, pour some out for, for Robert, Robert the doll for Robert the homie. Yeah. Okay. So I I mean these are all good caveats. Yeah, I mean that's good to know. We'll we'll try it tonight. Yes. And we'll pour a little out for Robert the doll. Yeah, you got some cool rum too, though. Yeah. Um. So Pilar rum, which is also based here in Key West, it's like literally a block from the distillery for Key West Legal Rum, which is what we talk about all the time. Um, Pilar is like a nationally distributed rum um, sanctioned. So Pilar is Hemingway's boat. And um, so it's like the Hemingway distillery, Pilar rum. It's fucking delicious. Great rum. Um, they normally have like a blonde and a dark. The blonde, like <laughs> we, we before we bought our house here, we would uh, stay at this hotel in Key West and they ha- they would have a bottle like a regular size bottle of the <laughs> yeah they didn't have a fridge with teeny tiny cocktail bottles no, they no. had like a whole 0.75 liter bottle of pilar rum for like 15 like the, bucks the 20 price bucks. that you would pay it at was, the store it was so cheap it was yeah. like 20 bucks or something maybe it was oh. 40 but it was like nothing no like 20 it was like from a liquor store yeah because it's like oh you know normally they have like a hundred bottles a hundred dollars for the bottle That's and right. it's like oh it's just the price i would pay at the grocery store <laughs> and at one point I mean, we had stayed at this hotel a bunch of times and I was like, I'm just going to crack open this bottle. Like, it's fine. Like we can pay the 20 bucks for the bottle of rum. And it was so fucking good. And we would just sit like with ice and the blonde rum and like, it was, it's so good for sipping. It tastes like brown sugar. It's just fucking delicious rum. We just sat on the porch and just like watched sunset and had this pilar rum yeah such lovely memories of that and so we have it i make sure we have it all the time and um every winter so right about now you know kind of to make it giftable for the holidays they put out like a a special bottle that's been like aged in some sort of special casks and it's usually got like a fancy kind of like leather 
wrapping, I don't know, thing that the bottle goes into. So I got Inga one as a Christmas present for both of us last year. <laughs> like, here, Ingo, I got you this rum that I'm also going to drink half of. <laughs> um, and so now I'm on the mailing list. And so I got the announcement that this one was coming out. So I ordered two bottles of it. And, uh, did you mean to order two? I did. I thought I would have one for each house or like one to save. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Um, but so they come and it's like the regular bottle and it's kind of like a short chubby bottle. And it's got like a leather like wrap kind of case around it. And this one comes with like a fountain pen and like a field notebook and like spaces in this like leather wrap around to hold like the pen and the notebook. It is the coolest fucking thing. So you can drink and write yep which is very hemingway-esque <laughs> like normally like the cap has like a little chain that holds it onto the neck of the bottle oh, it's got like compass needles on top i mean it's just so good there's a little like metal medallion of a chicken like set into the bottle like it's it's a beautiful bottle to have independent yeah, they do a good job uh and these like special ones are for the uh the winter are really beautiful so if you're if you have a rum lover in your life they would make a great present i'm I'm just chuffed at how beautiful they are. We haven't <laughs> tried those yet either. Maybe we'll do like a rum flight after the podcast and sample of our stuff. I don't know stuff. if I want to mess around with Robert the doll, man. So bad stuff's gonna have my, all my hair is gonna fall out or like. <laughs> I think it's gonna be okay. One of my ears will get infected. <laughs> just one. <laughs> he does kind of annoying stuff. He hasn't done like a too much hair. Nobody like stuff. dies or anything. No, he's more just like, like your flights canceled. <laughs> your car tire breaks goes down. Flat, yeah. <laughs> um so, sorry robert um, with all due respect mm -hmm. uh so there you go that's ramblings that kind of also covers our taste of the keys there's not that much going on um i will say that the boat not that much going on there was fantasy fest this yeah. is all since no 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 month. we were we recorded last time when i was up in maryland oh like we did talk fest about the, the it thing yeah never yeah. mind we've talked about that um so they have a thing every year in Key West called the Boat Races. If you watch the Netflix special about like the Miami cocaine drug lords, you will see the Key West Boat Races in there because they participate in it and it's sort of featured in there. Uh, the Boat Races continue even though these guys went to jail and have been released since then. They, they took a break for the pandemic. I think it's the first time back since 2020, 2021. Mm, that could be. Um so yeah, the boat races are happening, um, but they had to suspend them for the last couple of days because these are like super fast, like speedboat races and the water's very choppy because of the hurricane. Even if the water's smooth, you just wait for them to like wreck because yeah. they launch into the, the air at, at the, like the slightest provocation. Tiny little bump. Yeah, they're so, rockets. Um, so they've taken a couple of days off, but I guess they're going to continue racing this weekend. Yep. Well, that's about it for Taste of the Keys. That's fair. Yep. Yep. Uh, German word of the week in Ingo Corner. Yeah, Staubfänger. Staubfänger? Mm hmm Literally means dust catcher. Staub. But people Staub use it to, to describe any useless knickknack that's just going to sit on the shelf oh, and catch dust, dust and collect dust. Staubfänger. But it's like a Hummel figurine and they're like, oh, this is doch nur ein Staubfänger, oder? <laughs> like it doesn't do any it's just gonna be a it's just gonna be a it's just gonna sit on the shelf i mean what's the point of this thing that's good i like that and i like the sentiment of it yeah you don't approve of hummel figurines and no. things that sit on shelves staubfänger staubsauger yeah. is one of my favorite german words and it means dust sucker and it's the name for a vacuum yeah, staubsauger Staub. <laughs> Staubsauger. 
It sucks dust. It sucks dust. So Staubfinger is a dust collector. Yeah, dust catcher. Literally, dust catcher. Dust catcher. So co- collector. Staubfinger. Yeah. Good one. Staubfinger. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have for Ingo Corner? Anything? Nothing new. Appreciate everyone's packages and letters and cards and the support. Everyone's been very supportive of, of our decision with Nacho. Thank you. Yeah. Um, appreciate that. And it's just, it's always gratifying to know that there's good people uh, on on everything, even as Twitter implodes, that we've made a good community mm-hmm, here right. and we'll see how we proceed. Um, but but it's it's just nice to hear from all these good people who've had, you know, who have similar feelings, emotions, directions, motivations as we do. Yeah. And for those of you who are Twitter followers, um, we have no plans to do anything. We're just taking a wait and see approach, which is quite dramatic uh, with everything that's going on on Twitter. But we're just going to stay there. And then if it looks like Twitter's actually going to shut down or if it gets truly toxic, we'll find another place to go. But we're just we're not doing anything for now. So Yeah, no plans. But normally this kind of process happens over years, but it's happening over days, which is a <laughs> little bit discon- disconcerting for me. Yep. But what are you going to do? <laughs> no, we just watch it Usually burn. It takes longer to ruin a company than three days, but okay. and yet. And yet. And yet. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to this very long podcast. And uh, until next time, Slava Ukraini. And don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, and don't talk to the cops. Ma- Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Bye. Bye.